What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Worsham. Back once again is the uh, wonderful Jackie, a.k.a. J.K. Coy, author of... The last time we talked to you is when your book, Love You to Pieces, Beautiful Monster, came out. She's got a new book, which we'll eventually talk to. But first, something that I just discovered as we got on the line together, Jackie, is uh, you are... Your what? What do they call it? A, a pseudonym, a, a pen, man, pen name, is J.K. Yeah. Coy, and and how did that come about? I assumed like it was like in IMDb and acting that there was another horrible person named Jackie Coy who was writing maybe not you know delightful children's book, but something something awful like uh, I don't know senior porn or you know what I mean like something just that nobody would want to read about, and uh, so you're like, well, I don't want to accidentally be mistaken for Jackie Coy. And right. so I'm going to go JK. Yeah. Well, I mean, coincidentally, those are my initials. Um, it's Jacqueline K. But also, um, since I write humorous children's books, or I like to think they're humorous, um, JK, it kind of works. It's kind of a, a little funny. They are <laughs> humorous. It it, they are humorous, but it is a weird thing. Listen, I, may, I paid mortgages being funny, and yet I would still, I have a hard time going, I'm funny. Uh, because it always it's when you're when you do that and you say I'm funny, then it makes it easy for other people to just be like, oh, I'm not that funny. Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it's such so subjective. But uh, right. Well, the JK works with just kidding. Or yep. if you want to be literal, it's my initials. So it, it works either way. <laughs> Remind me of uh, your husband's name. Ben. Ben. And then and you guys met in college, if memory serves. Am I right? Yes, we did in Michigan. In Michigan, that's right, in the mitten. And uh, how old, do you have a, another child, a, a son, or is it already a daughter? We have a daughter, Wynn, uh-huh. who is 20 months. And then we've got another daughter on the way. That is due January 23rd, I just learned yes. before we cracked the microphones, a day before yours truly's birthday. 
<laughs> so I don't know if you want to just go crisscross applesauce or something just to, you know, maintain. I'm just saying it's good to be in a, a cusp Aquarian. I'm, I think it's I think it's worth the wait. And uh, if you can or I guess I'll work, I'll work my magic. My yeah. husband did not want our last one born on uh, leap day. And so I was able to wait till the day after. So maybe I'll be able to work this one in your favor. Did you really go like pioneer woman and just labor up <laughs> for more than 24 hours? Uh, yes, I went into labor on leap day, but I didn't uh, have her till the following morning. So hold on, I don't. I've, either I don't remember this part of the story, or and I'm <laughs> sorry, but let's talk about how assholeish your husband is. This is your. This is. We're not talking baby number four. This is your first child, and he's like, "Honey, if you could just hold on, like, what do you do? Give you a stick to bite on or something? How wait a day? Yeah, no, I think he went to sleep. He said, "Work on it." <laughs> No. He said, he said, he said, if you could just hold out, I'm going to sleep for a leap day because it's not a real day. So right. therefore, I don't need to wake up and you just don't have this baby this day. Uh, yeah. Wow. You got to ditch this guy. I, I know I told you this before. I, this I do remember. You got to get rid of this sandbag of a guy. Uh, oh, he's not that bad. <laughs> but he's pretty bad. Uh, so what, give us an update. So now you're almost, you got an almost two-year-old. You guys aren't messing around with this crank. Is this is baby number two your final one, or are you guys going for a litter? What's your objective here? Um, you know, California is expensive, and I'm just a little bit south of you, so you know. Yeah, you're an even more expensive area here. than I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to get another job, and uh, so we'll just have to see about that. Yeah. Two, two sounds good for now, but once we found out it was a girl, then I was like, maybe, maybe we'll go for a third. Well, what is uh, Jerkosaurus Rex, Mister McCoy? Uh, what is he? Does he have any rules on this? Is he also laying down the law on that? Is he saying we're going top minimum four, or is he tapped <laughs> he, out? I don't know. I think he, you know, a son would be great, but we'll have to see how two goes first. Oh, Jackie, yeah. you got to be careful. If you need me to talk to Ben, let me know because you got to be careful. I've seen so many people walk down that path where you try to you try to seize the day of a gender. And the next thing you know, you're a Brady Bunch without the uh, mixed family, if you're picking up what I'm I putting know. out. I know. And I think that right there is what prevents him from being totally 100% and going for a third. Like every time you're you out. just don't know. Every time you're on a walk and you see like, you know, three kids walking and two are in a double stroller and it's all girls. And then the youngest one is a boy. Like that's right. too frightening to go to go five deep and then have your boy. Yeah, I, I don't think we could do that. I'm not it's, made for five. Here's, here's what I, my wife kind of did this with the girl. She was like, you know, oh, I kind of like to have a girl. And our story was, is that the stupid uh, ultrasound tech told her that she thought it was a girl because it was oh, so hard to find my son's penis, which by the way, <laughs> that's a lose, lose. You know what I mean? Like what, if, what if this comes out? Like, what if I have a few too many bourbon pops, uh, you know, and he's 28 or something or at his wedding, I give a speech and I go, you know, we didn't know he's a boy because you know, the lady couldn't find his penis. So good luck with that. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know you're putting it out there right now, so well, yeah, because somebody's going to tell them. This is a podcast, so this is this is what I do. I ruin my child, my my kids' childhood and their adult life by putting things out on the internet that I say extemporaneously, like just off the cuff, and I let it Good live work. forever. It's I'm really doing a great job. It's a bang up thing I'm doing. Uh, feel well, free to write. Your kids would say my dad is the worst. Then, but. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, uh, so. So I, I I just don't understand how this is a win-win for her to say, you know, normally when we can't find the penis, uh, usually means it's a girl. Like, like we'll do that math. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't state the obvious. These, these people need to get better training because I feel like there are more 
horror stories with them than there are TSA people. You see what I mean? Right, like, about getting it wrong? Yeah, yeah just yeah, of just a lot hinging on that. Right. It's they're they're equally important gigs that are kind of like they fly under the radar as far as expectation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, Well, wh- they have a 50% chance in their line of work. Thank so you. I mean Thank you. <laughs> think how hard can it be and just just right. wait it out. Just wait it out. Don't don't commit. Act like it's a trial. Don't commit until you have, you know, we're not talking about reasonable doubt here. I want to know absolutely. I want a unanimous jury selection of saying, yes, that is a penis, not an umbilical cord that he's wrapped between his legs. So therefore, we can't tell if there's another appendage there, which, you know, <laughs> well, what? I'm going to backpedal on for any. Go ahead. Find out early. Yes. Or did you wait till 20 weeks? Well, we had here's what we did. We did the for the first one. I, I don't I was really obsessed with being having everything be old school. I wanted it to be. A thing where I can't, I don't even know why. I, my dad gave me this advice of finding an old school OBGYN because he said that then you can, otherwise, they'll just like schedule it. They'll schedule your birth whenever they would, whenever it's convenient for them. Right. So I was like, okay. And we, we lucked into that. He was the guy who's like, I don't like to do that. He goes, baby comes naturally. And, and it's sad because that guy since passed, but he was a great OBGYN. But anyway. Uh, then I said, well, let's get, let's be surprised. I go, because it's our first kid. And then, you know, cause, and, and then of course, because it's our first kid, we go in there and they find like, I think it's a half, not even one, like, but they find a half or one of the markers of that. The seven markers they look for to see if a kid has possibly has down syndrome, they find right. in my kid. And so they said, here's the thing. We have to disclose this to you, but I see here on the paperwork that you want to wait to find out the sex. There is a small. Well, now you don't want to wait. I mean, exactly. He yeah. said. He goes. There is a uh, what looks to be a very small blockage in uh, the f- uh, flow from his kidneys. I can't remember what the name of the tube is or whatever. But anyway, so and they said, and that is one of the markers for Down syndrome. But he said it's very unlikely. And he said, but it's also very common with a specific gender. So if you do a search about this thing, it will ruin your desire for a surprise. For this particular uh, kid, and so we're like, okay. you could not win in that scenario. Yes, exactly. It's it's. It, I had zero win wins when it came to determining the sex of my child. With the second one, the lady's like, "You're having a girl." Oh, it's a boy. So I got to be uh, stressed out at the beginning, and then excited, and then my wife got to be excited and then sad <laughs> in the second oh, go round because because she thought she was having one of each, and it was like, oh, that's a that's a great nice match. Blah blah blah. And so, yeah. yeah, so that's what, so we eventually on the drive home, we just opted to like, just, we were thinking about it way too much. So we called the doctor's office back and I said, you know what, forget this. Uh, can we just find out? And, uh, and so I put it on speaker and they told us over the phone Oh wow. is, is how yeah. it worked out. And so that's how we got surprised. Did you guys know going into the other one too? Uh, we did find out for both. I just, for me, I definitely waited until the 20 weeks. Not, I know they can tell you long before that, but uh, I didn't want them to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure everything was fully developed. I had some friends where they found out early and then they found out it was the other gender. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to wait. So my favorite story, uh, there's it's a, hard to wait. The comedian, there's a comedian I know named Jimmy Pardo, who has a great podcast as well. And he, he has this great story he told on a show that, where they thought they were having a girl like the whole time. And then their, their OBGYN happened to be on vacation when she went into labor. So now they have somebody they don't know delivering the child. And so they were there, the baby comes out and they go, Oh, it's a boy. And then he said, no, no, it's a, it's a girl. And then she goes, no, it's a boy. And then the nurse like knew them from like the pre plant birth plan and all that stuff. He goes, no, no, it's a, it's a girl. 
And so the doctor said, this is literally the easiest part of my job. This is a boy. I'm, I'm 100% positive and holds the naked kid up and they were like oh crap because they had you know pink everything and right. <laughs> and the clothes and all that stuff and so they had to start all anew you may be the doctor but what do you know our so, picture told exactly us yeah no somebody was. else who didn't see the genitals of the child already <laughs> told us what it was it, they saw a very grainy image that looks like a black and white duck race uh that and they were able to determine the sex of the child with almost certainty and <laughs> Much better than your 2020 vision can handle here in this bright light of an operating room. Uh, the or labor delivery. So, so how are things uh, going? So it's been. I want to say, what's it been? Has it been a year, or has it only been eight months or something since we talked? Um. Yeah, it was January. I was looking back. Yeah, we talked in January. Yeah. So not quite a year. So not quite a year. Anything exciting in uh, with with the little one? So you're at 20 months. You're not. Even, you're not even close to potty training. Or is it because you have a girl? Like you're already done, and she's like, she's already designing a room and planning to oh move out, gosh. planning for her driver's uh, test. It's funny you you mentioned that about potty training. I mentioned some of it on our Facebook page, but we started potty training last. Uh, I think it was last weekend. Yeah, it's it's not going so well. We had some some high moments last weekend, but apparently at daycare she never did it once this week. So we're we're still potty training. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, you're not. I mean, you're, she's young, so yeah, you're not beating yourself up or anything, are you? No, but we just you know we have the second one coming, so I figured we'd give it a try. And right. she she talks about pee and poop all day long in toilets, so I figured she was into it. <laughs> So and you know, you know who I thought we'd give it a try. You know who ruins this for everyone is, is those damn Chinese that because they can right. they can get a child's potty train in like what is it three months or something or with six, like a little bell. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, potty. yeah. I've, bring a little bell. It's a mix. I've heard a bell. I've heard uh, what's the other one? I've heard that uh, that the, the other thing they do is they just don't wear diapers ever. That they have the old school right. like uh, you know coal miner, gold miner, gold rush guy. Bottom flap, long john underwear, and I've seen Which images is cool of them if you holding have dirt them. floors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or they, or they're in a park, and I've seen uh, videos of them just holding a kid over a trash can, and that's totally normal. Just to let a kid dangle and pee in a trash can, and then you put the flap back up and you move on with your life. And and you know everything must be. It, it, I'm probably being racist and unfair accidentally, but it's this thing where it's like. Everything is so zen there that even their kids like pee on demand or they just have a sense there's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> right. Like I, I want to see honest to goodness statistics. It doesn't statistics. feel proper down there anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and, well, and then I felt bad because we were recently at SeaWorld down in San Diego and I walked by uh, an Asian couple who was changing. They were doing the public diaper change, which I'm not against. Uh, you know, as long as it's not at a restaurant, you know what I mean. If you're if you're at a park or a theme park, obviously, and you're not food adjacent, I don't have a problem with it per se. It's not. Yeah. It may be not. May not, may not be my move, but I might be saying that completely forgetting the 1800 times I did it when my kids were that age. But <laughs> I walked by and there was a splash. Of of, oh. of of newly wet splash underneath, and because of these stupid videos I saw of people holding them over a trash can, my assumption was that maybe they're just a little more liberal with their uh, urine and feces. <laughs> that maybe they just don't—they're not uptight about it, and they say urine is sterile for a long time. So just why is everybody uptight? Who's going to be licking this pavement anyway? <laughs> I hope somebody is on live and is going to step in and, and teach us. 
teach us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> well, so, so far, all we have is my ever faithful listener on this Saturday, Stephanie. She's at work, and uh, I don't know that she is qualified. Unless she's working for the Chinese embassy, I think she is not qualified to weigh in on such issues. But uh, so you, here's the thing that I learned, and I don't like to get up on a soapbox with other people and their parenting, but this isn't me saying this is what you should do. This is me just here kind of giving you a a virtual pat on the uh, back via Skype is that, uh, and you sounds like you're already there. So to not stress, we spent a lot of time stressing and he was almost, he was like three and a half with my son before he was finally uh, completely diaper free. But we, we did all of the tricks we could think of, you know, where we made incentives and, and everything. We offered a toy if he could do it. Like if you do it for a two or three days straight, you could do a toy. Like you will go and you could pick out anything you want kind of a thing. And, right. uh, and it was nothing. And then all of a sudden one day we're cha- my wife was literally changing. And then he got to the point where he was, he would be embarrassed that we'd be changing a poopy diaper and he would mm. get frustrated and upset. And I would get frustrated back at him and he would be like, he said, I don't like this. I go, well, how do you think I feel? Like, <laughs> I go, I'm, do the it one, I'm the yeah, I'm the one knuckle deep in your waist here, uh, buddy. Like, <laughs> I think if anybody should be upset by this, it's more me than you. So uh, maybe we use both of our discomfort as uh, motivation to go over there and make our boom booms in the potty. How about that? And, uh, and one day my wife was uh, changing his diaper and, and we obviously we had the second one already. And, but he was very little and he said, you know, I'm not a baby. I'm a big boy. And my wife didn't even like mean it. It was just one of those tired things. I don't think she was trying to guilt him in any way, shape, or form. She's like, well, you're almost a big boy. Like, you're a big boy when you use the toilet. And he's like, what? She goes, well, big boys, they use the toilet. They don't have a diaper. That's that's like big boy level. And then he's like, and she was about to put on his new diaper. He said, nope, no diaper. (laughs) And she's like, what? He goes, I want underwear. I'm a big boy. And so she's like, you sure? He's like, yeah, okay. And she said, all right. Boom. He had maybe an accident or two, but it was like months away. Like he had slip ups, That's awesome. but it was like literally like just flicking a switch, which was frustrating for all of the you know marbles in a jar I'm putting and all the candy and toys and stuff I'm trying to figure out. I'm ringing a bell. Like, you know, it's it was it was not it was, I wish I was I know. Um, at the end of the day. It has to kind of has to be on their time. Right. Right. Like all things. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's not a bad idea to try and introduce it when they're two. I've I've had multiple friends who have done the thing where it's like, well, we got the other one coming. So that way we're only paying for one set of diapers and changing one set of diapers. And, you know, more power to you. I, it, maybe it's because you have a girl. You'll just bang it out and it'll be no problem. But it's not going yeah, I'll well. Let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> how, long, how far into it are you? you guys a month in, a couple days, what? No, no, a week. So we did it last weekend where we stayed in and... Mm. Um, like no diapers uh, for like 72 hours at the house, which is torture for the parents. Yeah. It was definitely worse for us in my mind than for her. But uh, yeah, it kind of stunk because you can't go anywhere because they're going to have accidents and they're going to pee in their car seat and all that fun stuff. So yeah, my husband and I, we just kept making excuses why one of us would need to leave the house. Hey, I've got to go run an errand. I've got to go to the store. I've got to go do this because we were just so stir crazy by the end of it. So. Yeah, got a little cabin fever. Yeah, not good at sitting home for uh, three days straight. Do you have to stock up on supplies like a disaster prepper when you do the seventy-two <laughs> hour quarantine, or like food or like uh, cleaning supplies? Anything, uh, anything, and all things. <laughs> like it just. Well, no, because you separate and, and go run these errands. That's okay. your excuse to leave. That's it. And then, and then is there any kind of, was there turmoil between you and uh, Mr. Coy about how, like, how does this go down? Like, 
he's getting to leave all the time and leaving you behind? <laughs> was that was that ever an issue? No, I think we both knew we were doing it. It was kind of like the unsaid, but uh, we were both going crazy, so we just <laughs> we just let it be. <laughs> we let the other one go when they needed to, so they didn't go crazy. And it's been so long since I went through this. Is is she doing the thing where she hides? No, she does this thing where she runs to the potty like every five minutes and says she needs to use it. And then she'll sit down for one second, jump up and say, I'm done. And like then two seconds later, pee on the floor because <laughs> she won't sit long enough. Like she knows she needs to do it, but like she won't sit. So it's, so it's frustrating. About... All the messes are in like a two foot radius of her potty. Yeah, because but... you've got a toddler on speed who can't sit still. She's a shark. <laughs> yep. If she sits still, she's not breathing. She's not getting oxygen. It's insustainable. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It gets better. It, I know that's yeah. not what that phrase is necessarily supposed to <laughs> mean, but uh, it does get better. And I, I say this because I hope it doesn't go this way for you. But the, there was a listener to this show who literally, I don't think she even knows it. She sent me an email. Um, and it, it was funny because it was one of those things that at the time I didn't know the impact it would have on me or had on me so much so that I wish I would have saved the email so I knew her name. <laughs> But there was a listener where I was talking on the show about how hard it was when we added the second kid. And uh, you know what? Let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then I'll come back and tell that story. And then we can also uh, talk about your new book, uh, My Mom is the Worst, which I I can't wait to go into more. Uh, (laughs) Hey, if you want to find some like-minded parents, a great way to do that. If you like this show, you like the humor of the show. Uh, if you think if you're crazy enough to think that I'm a halfway decent parent, then what you should do is join the Staying Frosty with the Dad Podcast fan page. It is an independent. You can like us at facebook.com slash dad podcast, but this is independent of that. This is only fans of the show, and they you know you'll find great funny memes about whiskey and parenting there. Uh, you could go there. In fact, somebody heard me on KFI here in Los Angeles talk about if you want a group of parents that don't judge you. And it was so great to watch. I just got to see this guy come in and go, is this a place where I could come and talk and not be judged? And uh, uh, Hot Moms Club Jessica was like, yeah, whatever you got to do, get it out. <laughs> and it was it was so great because it was like watching somebody walk into a virtual room and uh, a, almost like an AA type thing. And they go, come on in, man. Just just come in and share. And everybody's cool here. Uh, it's run by our very own Butcher Drew. All right, all right, all right. And so all you got to do is go there, join, and he will get you on. I, I'm sure he has to click something on his phone. I don't, I'm not involved in the running of it at all. It's all listener-based. I will go in there from time to time and check in. Our sex and family therapist, Rachel, chimes in. She posts articles there, too. And Dr. J also pops by to answer questions and stuff. It's just a, it's a great place to find a community if you feel like you don't have one where you live. I'm in love with the shape of you. Maybe I shouldn't be, uh, <laughs> but uh, we were talking about this. Uh, uh, I was going, hey, Jackie, what kind of uh, song would you like to come back? And she's like, Ed Sheeran's been playing a lot. I'm realizing that I have an unintentional gift 
of playing inappropriate songs, given the topic. Perfect. I think the last time we were talking about uh, feeding your kids and stuff like that, like food that is good for them. And I played Bruno Mars. That's what I like, which is talking about like sex by the fire. And now I'm having a quasi intimate conversation with a, a mom uh, from Orange County uh, <laughs> that I've never had talk with. And I'm playing a song about uh, a gentleman who's in love with the shape of a woman's body. And uh, I don't know why. Well, I don't, thank you, Justin. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it means I secretly have a crush on you, Jackie. And uh, in my seven, eight months old pregnant body. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here, let me do this because it happened to me again. Where I'm going to leave all this in, but I because uh, I think that Skype started doing a little clicking on us again. So yeah, uh, there we go. We fixed it. We fixed the clicking. So uh, to get back to it, evidently, uh, even though you're seven, eight months pregnant, I believe now. If my math is correct, that's that makes it even weirder because you you actually you have a shape. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's true. I have a very you have very a shape uh, right now. that makes it more uh, more fetish oriented than it does cute. <laughs> I think is the unfortunate part. I've also said a lot of horrible things about your husband. I'm just not doing a very good job of hosting this show. I think is really be an interesting date night with he and I tonight. That's right. You guys are going out. Is this your? This is not. This can't be your first date night since the first one, right? No, gosh, no. I mean, we made a second one, but uh, no. But it's been a while since we. <laughs> Had a date night, so. And uh, do you guys have family? What do you, uh, to to watch the little one, or do you do babysitter? What's your move? No, I had to actually hire a babysitter. All of our family is in Michigan. That's what so I thought. They won't okay. be back till baby two comes. And uh, she's so. Oh, by the way, Stephanie said she's not qualified to answer questions about Chinese culture because she's in the <laughs> retirement business. Is what she does. That sounds like the safe answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was also listening earlier today when I was recording an episode where uh, Dr. J said that the highest cases of syphilis are in the retirement community homes. If uh, that's where hmm. that's where there's a huge surge of those. Anyway, you know what, someone actually who works in those homes told me that same thing so it must be true yeah it's gotta be well yeah and listen i hope uh if if i am so unfortunate to be a widower uh at that time i hope i'm banging around and uh, who cares if i get an std if i'm in my 70s you know what i mean why not just have a little fun let my freak flag fly but uh back yep. to you jackie is uh so what's what's your usual plan what is uh what do you what, what is what do the coys do on a date night well, on this um, fantastic year of author salary, um, <laughs> we are doing this date entirely via gift card. So nice. we have a gift card to Seasons 52 and a gift card to the movies. So that's where you'll find us. What is Seasons 52? Is that like a steakhouse or something? Or Oh, you guys don't have those in L.A.? It's, um, it's a restaurant. Everything's like fresh and Oh. Delicious. It's not just a steakhouse, but yeah. We might not have those. them. We might have them in LA, and I just it's don't go. It's probably too lowbrow. Yes. I, I'm a little. Here's the thing. You're you're thinking of me. I know that I put out this air of uh, sophistication when I do my yes. dirty, filthy Chinese jokes on the show. But in actuality, I'm more. We're more white trash uh, princess <laughs> and king, is what we are in this household. We don't. Uh, wild wings yeah, we, yeah. We'll go. We go. Nice date night. If we're really living it up. We go Outback Steakhouse, Jackie. Every, every once in a while, we'll enjoy. <laughs> this family enjoys a good old-fashioned cedar plank under their salmon. 
<laughs> Your wife is a lucky lady. When he's here, I heard she was uh, a hottie because I I listened to the ladies um, from Nowtime Radio and oh. we're talking about her. So yeah, my wife I'll is smoking hot sometimes. and uh, and she likes a blooming onion. That's how that's how you nail down a little with a little thing I like to call a catch, Jackie. Is what she yeah. Um, you got one. So seasons fifty two and a movie. What movie are you going to see? I don't know. Wonder comes out tonight, but we'll have to oh. see what else, what else is available. But I like it. You guys, you, you seem like such. Here's the thing. I I like I like hanging out with you. We've only done it. And this is our second time. Ironically, oh no, you said you've had a second kid. I've, I've, in my mind, you had two date nights, and I said this is funny. <laughs> I've hung out with you just as many times as your husband has. <laughs> but no, it's uh, I. Is that you guys seem to have a very chill vibe about your family. Everything is, you know, nice and calm. When when we go out, my wife, though, has a very specific sense of humor, uh, hence why she thinks it's suitable to be married to me, I imagine. But she 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 would she would like to go see a good movie, but things have to make her laugh. It's it's right. And I don't know if this is a backhanded uh, or a front-handed insult, as I guess the way it should be phrased. <laughs> when you're married to a comedian and all you crave for entertainment is comedy, I don't know that that says probably a good reason why I have a, a, a fairly successful podcast and not a, a extremely successful stand-up comedy career. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, have you guys seen Bad Moms? Was that any good? Yeah, we did. That was a date night thing that we did. We, because this is, I think, the second year though because didn't that come out not this last christmas but the christmas before or am i misremembering yeah so there well i was actually thinking of the new one that just came out but yeah there was oh it is out I, okay because I, I was thinking that's what i thought maybe it was coming out closer to christmas or maybe you're saving a, another movie gift card for a star wars <laughs> release i don't know how nerdy your husband is yeah, I think he actually earned that one for giving blood here in Orange County. So we'll see, we'll see what you can do to earn some more gift cards. <laughs> That's great. Well, if it's been six weeks, he could go back and drop another couple pints. I mean, come on. Totally. How, com- how committed totally. is he to this? Just act like it's a, it's a child trying to be born on a leap day, and it'll be fine. He'll get it done. He'll get it done, Jackie. Uh, so, so you, you go, cause I was thinking my wife needs something a little raunchy. She needs a, like that's, she likes bad moms. We went and saw that. She enjoyed it. I don't know how good the sequel is going to be, but I'm sure if we have time off, we, we will, we will partake in that. Is that usually what, what the Koi's do for a date night is just a dinner and a movie and that's, that's good enough. Well, we, I don't know. We like to go hiking. We like to be outdoors and be active and stuff like that. So usually our dates take more, take place during the day these days, but that's good. Yeah, though. That's solid. Kind of See, I feel like you guys are really living like a utopic lifestyle out there. <laughs> hey, we're living it up. We came from where you had to stay inside all three quarters. Oh, of the year. that's so, right. You know, now we, you're, yeah. we really try to make the most of this California weather. Yeah, it's because it's new, and, and I'm spoiled. That's why I have a vitamin D deficiency from lack of sun exposure, because I'm just like, oh, the sun, whatever. I'm so over it. <laughs> We've been here seven years now. We're not too new, but yeah. Yeah. But, you were. Yeah, but you grew up. I'm saying I spent my entire life, not in Southern California, but in California. My entire yeah. life I have lived in California, so much so that the idea of living in a different state is gives creates an, a, a certain sense of uneasy nervousness, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What would it be like? What if... What like here's the thing. This summer was I was very close to moving to North Carolina, and uh, 
it was this thing where it's like, what if I moved to North Carolina and everything that every other state I've been to says about California is instantly true? Like where it's like everybody likes the idea of living in California, except for their super strict laws and everybody's kind of uptight and a pansy. Like that's about and then you've you've got earthquakes. It's expensive. Yes, it's yeah. expensive. But that they in their minds, they always say, well, that's why it's expensive, because it's so amazing to live there, you know, kind of a thing. Right. And then what if I but and or what if I move someplace else? And I'm like, no, this place is awesome because it's great. Like, everything is awesome. They have eight season 52s here. I could pick any one. They're like Starbucks here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Well, you do travel, right, with your uh, comedy career. So I think you've probably been a few places. I have. I've been a lot of places, but I've never lived there, Jackie. I've I've gone there for a weekend. It's like, and it's, and it, and it, you, you're always trying to save money, so I don't really get to enjoy or live it up. But there's, you need to get into a good rut. It's like, and I always think of it like, when are things the worst? You know what I mean? Like, I was in Omaha during the polar vortex, and I still like Omaha because the people there are great. Like, uh, the, the people that work at the club and stuff like that, awesome people. So I, I feel like you got to, I, I don't know. Have you ever wanted to live in another country? I'm sorry I'm getting way off topic, but we'll get back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but for like a a short term, not not forever. But yeah, I I would love it. Where would you go if Jackie could go anywhere? Um, Italy. I mean, I've been a couple times, but yeah, if I had to be somewhere for a little while. Really, you've yeah. already you've already been a couple times. <laughs> wow, <laughs> easy. Is that is that where you you put pen to paper and write your book in a villa in Italy while sipping uh, some Italian wine and eating some pasta or? Yeah, let's let's pretend. No, I, I would <laughs> let's like to. That I know, right? <laughs> you know what's funny is that my 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 inner uh, my inner fears start going off that I'm accidentally portraying you as some like you know supremely affluent aristocrat <laughs> who's flying all over the world. When you and I both know that we're just living a family lifestyle, and if you got a chance to go to Italy, you carpe diem that shit and you make it happen. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. I mean, before kids, we could do things right. on the fly, but. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We're in a holding pattern for a couple of years right now. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the new book. It's called My Mom is the Worst. Uh, you've given me a preview copy, but it is. Am I right that it is not yet released? It is not. Well, we're talking on Saturday, and it is going to be released early this week. So I don't know what day this is going to be live. But Oh, yeah. well, then I will release this because I think it'll be more timely. I was going to release this the Monday after Thanksgiving is when uh, people will hear this. Does that work uh, for you? It will be out by then. It uh, will be coming out this Monday. So Okay, great. Oh, so the day that I release it will be... The Monday prior to Thanksgiving. Oh, I see. Okay, so the Monday prior to Thanksgiving. Is that a, well, now you can tell me. Now we're having a production meeting while doing the show. I can even edit <laughs> this out if you'd like. But would you? Re, wait, we can put this out even earlier if you want. Yeah. Let's if, do that. If Monday works, then let's do that. Let's do it. We'll it'll do it. live on Amazon. We'll do, a, we'll do a double. I'll figure it out. But, yeah, we'll have this put out the week of Thanksgiving. That way everybody can go and get it and then have something that you could, even if you're taking a car trip or you need the kids to have something when you go to Thanksgiving. You order this on the day it comes out, boom, you get your book, and magic is made. Yeah? Yeah. So, prime. It'll be there in like a day or two. So, so what, awesome. what was the inspiration behind uh, book number two? My mom is the worst. Yeah. Yep. The title says it all. <laughs> and, uh, and so is it because you have you been getting a lot of you're the worst from your kid? Is it because she's getting into those terrible twos in quotes that you can't see? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, so the first book was Love You to Pieces, Beautiful Monster. And that's kind of like, our kids drive us crazy. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we can't help but love them. 
And then this book is kind of the other side of things. This is a toddler. Well, what we do in love, they perceive as just annoying and us, you know, trying to make them their lives miserable is sometimes how they see it. So that's what I like is that the first book is written from the perspective of the parent. Right. Right. And the second one is written from the perspective of the child. Exactly. Exactly. And um, it's it is I'm trying to think of. It's like this. This happened today. My wife got up. Every, my kids, they, they eat a lot of junk. And for a guy who just went through this like big diet, I lost like 28 pounds. And um, and I'm learning to a lot about nutrition and blah, blah, blah. Is uh, <laughs> I, it's hard for me to sit there and let my kids eat stuff that I've learned that if I eat, it's going to make me severely unhealthy for breakfast, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> And my wife, she has different genetics. And so it could be argued that they have this, you know, at least some of those genetics. But I just, I don't know. And so today, my wife does a lot of, like, pancakes and bacon for breakfast and stuff, which is great. But then she'll put, like, chocolate chips in them, which just makes it, you know, not quite so great. I mean, it's great to eat. Don't get me wrong. But today we had the thing where she's making bacon and they asked for donuts and I said, but you guys, and she'd bought in the Intamin's donuts and they'd had that a couple days earlier that week. Uh, and I've bit my tongue till I was bleeding in the mouth to just go, well, you're not making breakfast jerk. So you don't get to make those rules. But, uh, so yeah, I was sitting there and I'm kind of like, I don't know how, am I, how okay am I with this whole thing? And I said, well, you can't have donuts. You can, you know, cause you've had the other kinds of donuts. And then what happens is. My wife, while I was out here doing a podcast before I started doing this one with you, she, I guess, she opts for Jamba Juice, which on paper, it's like, oh, it's a fruit smoothie. I guess that's better. I don't know. But then when she says, you need to have some of your bacon, and then my son immediately launches into a fit about how he doesn't want to have one strip of bacon if he wants to have a Jamba Juice. So I just, I don't don't know what I'm going to do. They're always testing us, and they're always making us out like we're the bad guys, we're the worst. Yes, and I am sorry, but I have to, I have to do this, reset this stupid Skype thing again. Hold on one second. Yeah, I heard it now. Okay. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Okay, we're back. I apologize for all these issues that we're having uh, with Skype. But um, and where was I? Do you remember where I was? I'm a, I'm horrible at this today, Jackie. <laughs> We were day. just talking about how we were the worst. I was going to. I am also and... the worst at this. Do, can yeah. you write a book about how I'm the worst podcast host? Do you, do you have that in your. Maybe I could. Maybe uh, this episode here could be your muse. And... <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was this thing where, you know, because you want to. That's what it was. He's eating bacon. And because I want him to eat bacon, all of a sudden, oh, why do you? Why do you do this to us? And it, it's really hard as the parent because I'm sitting there like, dude. Do you have any idea how good you have it? And I don't feel like they do. I don't feel like they, and, and maybe it's unfair to expect them. Maybe at 20 months, it's a little unfair to expect them. But I feel like at six to seven years old, it's, I, that's a good enough age range to start to introduce, introduce some perspective. Well, how say you? Yeah, yeah, you would think. But when I came up with this book, people told me that this is a theme that kind of carries on through their teenage years. So uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't Here, I'm going to try something here because it's doing it again. Dang it. I know. There it goes. Here, Wait, yeah. now it's gone. Yeah. All right. It's gone. Oh, maybe it's in my codec box. Underneath here. See if that works. All right. So now it's good. All right. Um, 
this this whole this whole Skype thing is really jacking me up. It's really <laughs> really messing up my flow, and I apologize that this is happening to you on your day. So here's the point: if you're listening to this now. Because I have tortured Jackie so much this entire episode, not only with my inappropriate jokes, but with my technical difficulties, please uh, do not only her, but yourself a favor. And you can uh, it's available for order on Amazon as you need to pick up. Uh, my mom is the worst. And even and then you can even read it to your kid and replace the word dad if you're a dad and you're the worst that week and make it interchangeable (laughs) if you want. Um, But I think I think as the host of the dad podcast, the chances of of being the worst. And I'm meaning this not necessarily completely joking, but I think moms have a better shot at being the worst than the dad because stereotypically dads are the fun ones. Like they're the, they're the easygoing ones uh, until they get older. I think maybe when you get into teenage years and maybe if it's a dad with a daughter, I don't know, maybe I'm overgeneralizing here. Did you ever have any moments as a child where you felt like your parents were the worst that when you look back, you're like, yeah, that was pretty stupid of me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, definitely. Until you're like out of the house and go to college, I think you <laughs> think your parents are the worst for some reason or another. Yeah, it's, sure. it's interesting how that you, cycle I didn't gain that perspective until until I left. Yeah, you, you have to leave. You have to go out and do some stuff on your own. And then and then like I felt it really strongly in my mid 30s. And then when I had kids. When I that was when it really was like, oh, my gosh. And I felt like I was constantly calling my father and saying, thank you. Sorry, I was a jerk. I did a lot of apologizing in my mid 20s (laughs) and a lot of thanking in my 30s so far. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I didn't have a lot of issues with my parents growing up, but people used to tell me like how awesome they were and how great I had it. And I just I didn't see it until I left. (laughs) Yeah. That's the other thing is that you ever no matter what you do as a parent, you are still the parent. And so no matter how cool you are, it's impossible for the kids to see that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was just flipping through the book here and I have a, a page that I'll share. It says, and then you make me exhausted when it takes twice as long to do new things because you don't do it for me. It's tough. Sometimes I just want to throw a fit. And obviously that applies more to a toddler, but it's, it's kind of fun if you're actually reading the book, if you get a copy, the bolt the words you make me tough are bolded. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a joke in there for the parents. You know, we're, we're trying to make them tough, but they, they're just seeing that we're ruining their lives. So right. Yeah. They don't understand. They don't understand the of, of learning independence or anything along those yeah. lines. I also yeah, like where like, you, why don't you do it for me? Why, why are you making me struggle? The, my, <laughs> You're the worst for me. The most, the most humorous part of the, the book is uh, when you say at lunch, you force me, you force feed me beets. Uh, because I don't remember ever being asked to eat a beat in my entire childhood. And so I, I don't know if we're too late to edit that out, Jackie, but I think that that might get some child protective services. If you're force feeding your toddler beats, I don't, you may, I don't know what, what's going we on. Do, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, my kid is a weird eater. She likes olives. She likes pickles. She likes salad. Like these are, yeah. So here's, no, here's her, what, go ahead. Beets is actually probably like a treat. She's weird. So here's the real thing, though, is that kids here, kids like whatever it is that you uh, don't think that they will eat. You know what I mean? Like whatever you're prone to. Like I've I've wrestled with this recently because I do a lot of the cooking in my house, and so uh, I, I will make a chicken dish that's just some you know some simple seasoned chicken and some broccoli, and or I'll make like a stir fry, and they'll be like, oh, this is okay. But it's like everything, all, all the vegetables that they do like and enjoy but prepared slightly differently, maybe. Right. 
Right. But then, meanwhile, I will make a small portion for them because it's mainly for my wife and I. Every once in a while, I do a dinner that's like for adults that I want them to try to kind of expand their palate. And I made a uh, lemon butter basil. Uh, it's like zesty lemon basil uh, grilled mahi-mahi is what I made. So it's like a butter sauce that has some garlic and butter and some basil in there. And then you put some, I put zest of the lemon too, but you're supposed to put just a little bit of lemon juice. And you kind of let that simmer while you uh, stovetop, uh, you know, cook the chicken, uh, the fish. Those kids wolfed that mahi-mahi down. Uh, they really? just devour it. Yes. And so as I predicted, this is the reason why I'm telling that story for anybody who's new to this episode. Uh, but but knows the history for the uh, now all of you do is that I've recently made the same exact fish and they're like oh fish I was like I will choke you because it's the, it was it's been two weeks it's been two weeks two weeks is an adequate time to reset a palate yeah uh, and I thought like most most kids are happy eating the same thing day in yes! and day out if they like it <laughs> yes oh, it drives me up a wall and they my kids also you like salad kids and they eat they eat uh they eat blue blue cheese dressing on their salad even <laughs> my favorite is when we like i joke before about going to the outback steakhouse or we'll go to a wood ranch i don't know if everybody has a wood ranch it's like a barbecue steak joint uh, and my son thinks nothing of like because we let them order their meal, but usually they've run it by us, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, they have usuals. And so one time he goes, uh, I'll have the filet. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so, uh, butterfly medium, please, is what he said. And I was like, first of all, oh, even better. Ask Munch, you don't butterfly a filet if you're going to have it medium. OK, but like just get <laughs> That's it. medium. True. That's and, true. You just ruined it. And it's and eat it like a person. And it's like, well, my wife then goes, well, I like it that way. Like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, but then in the meantime, I may, if I make like a again, like a, a grilled chicken or a barbecue chicken or something like that, like, ah, not in the mood. Don't want to eat it this time. Uh, but the, in the, on the same page is when you talk about how you will sing in the car to your daughter. Again, I found those were the two moments that I genuinely laughed out loud during the book. Where I was like, <laughs> you force feed me beats. I, 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 I got a tickle. And then I was d- delightfully followed up with uh, mom singing in the car because I've only had conversations with you. But I do like the idea of you being the one who's being obnoxious in the car. While the kid. Right. <laughs> well, everything we do to is, is just to annoy them. Right. You know, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. That, that's the biggest that's our goal in life. Part of their existence. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, here we can uh, we can take another break. And then come back with some moment of the week. But before we do, I want to I I feel like I have uh, been so scatterbrained this entire episode. So I want to make sure if there's anything I'm missing about the book or anything uh, that's gone on with you and your daughter or anything else that you want to share with us before we go into moment of the week, Miss Jackie. No, I I think that um, you hit on it. The book is out next week. I'd love for you guys to get a copy on Amazon and we're on Facebook a lot over at Stories by J.K. Coy. So Perfect. come on over. Yes, definitely uh, give give her a like. And I have also seen you uh, jump in on, a, if I'm not mistaken, at Staying Frosty with the Dad podcast as well. You'll yes, come in sir. there and, uh, and chime in. So that, that thank you for doing that. All right, let's take another quick break, and then we'll come back and do Moment of the Week. You made them. You love them. And sometimes you want to choke the living shit out of them. But occasionally, they give you that one sweet moment. This is that moment. 
Moment of the Week, brought to you by Dad Gear. All your child traveling needs packed into stylish, practical perfection. Designed by real dads for real dads and moms. Don't be the guy with a diaper purse. Be the man with a Dad Gear diaper backpack. Go to dadgear.com and use promo code DADPODCAST at checkout for 20% savings. Made in the USA. All right, would you like to go first, Miss Jackie? Oh, sure. All right. Sure, sure. Or you want me to go first? Did you? No, I wasn't sure if you were ready. No, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moment of the week. Let's see here. My daughter, like I said, she's 20 months. And so clearly she sees my, my belly these days and it's getting bigger. And it's pretty cute because she'll check in after daycare every day and be like, sister, sister. <laughs> and she'll... Um, Proceed to lift up my shirt. The embarrassing thing is she'll do it in public too. Lift yeah. up my shirt and uh, give it, give the belly hugs and kisses. And she also likes to head, headbutt the baby. And uh, you know, but it's it's cute to see her interacting already. She's going to be one of those kids that is in love with her sister, but to the point that it's probably going to be dangerous. So I'm going to have to keep a <laughs> close eye on her for sure. But um, I think she's going to be ecstatic to have a baby in the house. So yeah, and it'll be fun to see. It'll really help. I've, I've had this experience with them being so close in age. It'll be rough Yeah. in the beginning. That's what I started to tell you earlier. It, it, it'll be challenging in the beginning. So if you remember my voice, that was what I started down the path. And I think I forgot is that there was a mom who sent me an email saying, I was struggling and she sent me an email that her she came home from work and her husband was asleep on the bed. And she's like, where are the kids? And he goes, they're out in the backyard playing. And they were 12 and nine. And so she laid down and got to relax. And at the time, I had a uh, three year old and a less than one year old. And I was oh, I was struggling, man. It was it was no bueno for this guy and and my wife, too. Like we it, it made it harder for us to kind of stay connected and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to scare the crap out of you in any way, shape or form. <laughs> What I'm just you trying know how often we get out. <laughs> exactly. And so what I'm just trying to uh, warn you is that if, if you do feel that way, in my at least opinion, it is normal. And uh, and yeah. I had a lot of listeners of the show reach out to me. And and uh, but but yeah, well, every every stage of independence has been amazing because I think, you know, that was definitely the inspiration for the first book, just how. I had no independence for, yes. for quite a while. I couldn't sit her down. I couldn't get anything done. I always felt like she was screaming at me. So as much as I loved her, I always felt like if I wasn't giving her 100%, I was failing her. So the idea that someday they will be playing in the backyard together is um, very exciting. And, <laughs> and what, I, what I have heard is is that in, even like the, the people who struggle the most is that when that younger one hits two, that's when the weight gets kind of lifted of like the exhaustion and you know, you, you don't feel as tapped out when the youngest one hits two. That's, that's my understanding yeah. of how it goes. So we're getting close to two and, and this is a really fun age, but yeah. now we, now we decided to add another little, exactly here, right. You hit your reset yeah. button. Uh, right. my moment of the week is actually something that happened last night. I've been doing a ton of, a ton of working and I've also been volunteering. I'm the booster club president and I'm on the school site council and the safety council for the school. And uh, so, so I, I've been, you know, kind of occupied and it's been kind of built around my kids' lives, but they, uh, they came in and I'm going to tell two parts of this story is that because there's, it's a little bit of both of them. I was walking home and they wanted to go to the book fair. We did our, I don't know if you are familiar with these. Maybe they had them when you were a kid. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, where it's I like the Scholastic comes and they set up things and you get to get the books that aren't usually in the library maybe or whatever. And so my kids go nuts and we bought a bunch of books. But while we were supposed to go to the book fair right after school, I stopped because there were a couple of parents that are running our chocolate fun- sale fundraiser and I needed to chat with them. And my son... You are so in at your school. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how in I am. or it, it doesn't feel like I'm in, but I do feel like I'm helping. And that is important to me, to be quite honest, is that... I feel like yeah. I'm participating and, and I love I love the parents that I get to hang out with in the community and the PTA and the Booster Club. And to be honest, I can't encourage anybody listening enough to get involved at that level. It's just a great way to meet people and 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 because they're all people who, while they might not agree with your parenting style, if you like this show, but they <laughs> definitely care about their kids and uh, and and the school and, and, and you find that common ground. And there's some really cool people that are there. Anyway, do a lot of them listen or you have to like look the other way sometimes? Uh, actually, no, no. I, here's the thing. After an embarrassing episode. I try very hard to make a, a conscientious effort to not think about the people that I know that are listening because I have such a loud inner voice in my stupid head of of doubt and going, oh, what if you blah, 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 you know, kind of thing. So I try to tune it yeah. out. And I feel like the show goes much better the less I think about who is listening, in my personal opinion. So well, sorry uh, to do that to you, though. No, no, you didn't do it to me. You actually you gave me an opportunity to kind of say, so if you do know me and I say something that you think is inappropriate uh, uh, and is about you, chances Ignore are, <laughs> yeah, chances are it's not. That's my honest, uh, my honest take on it. But feel free to ask me. And, and I will, I will tell you. I'll, but more than likely, it's going to be like, oh no, that's not that has nothing to do with you. But anyway, because um, one of the dads that listens to this show, who actually listened to the show before I got to the school, and then when I got to the school, said, "Hey, are you the guy that does the dad podcast?" And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, I got to have him on the show too." I keep forgetting to ask him. Anyway, um, so we're sitting there talking, and it was supposed to be just like, "Hey, was I supposed to meet with you guys?" And then they were. Because I thought I didn't reply to an email. And then they kind of said, oh, no, it's all good. Everything's worked out. And then we actually had the meeting that I was supposed to have with them right there. And it probably took us a good 10, 15 minutes where my kids were just politely waiting. They just sat there. And they were, a couple of times they were kids. And they said, Dad, can we go? Which always drives me nuts. But they politely waited and while I was doing all this other stuff. So the point of this being that they, I had another meeting last night I come home and my wife went to they did like a holiday thing there's a they they block off a street and it's holiday theme they have food trucks blah 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 so my wife took the kids to that and I'd been home maybe five minutes and I had the thing of like oh I got the house to myself like see if I could do a little Netflix and you know and uh and so I I just sit down and I hear the car door shut as they pulled into the driveway and I was kind of like oh man and then the kids came in and I it was so cheesy But they were in such a great mood and having so much fun that they came inside and wanted to tell me everything that they had going on. And it completely jerked me out of my, oh, man, I'm not going to have my me time. And I was so delighted to chat with them for a good five minutes. And then to make matters even better, when they give me a hug, I shared this in an earlier moment of the week where I will help them brush their teeth. Like I floss the older one's teeth for him and then he brushes because he's nine. And then I floss i used to floss the other one's teeth only and then he would brush but he got a cavity so now i have to go back to brushing his teeth because he's not doing a good enough job so i'm brushing his teeth and then after each one i would hug them and i dig my chin into their like almost their collarbone neck to kind of tickle them and one is tickled by my chin and just the pressure there inside their neck the other one is tickled because of my stubble that'll tickle them every uh once in a while and so they went to give me a hug 
and then they did it to me. Like they dug their chins and it was actually <laughs> tickling me. And so I had each of them on each side of my neck <laughs> tickling me and I was giggling like a, like a little boy. And it was, uh, it was one of those moments as a parent where you, you're completely engulfed by your family physically and emotionally. And it, it felt amazing. So that was and it's, it's stuff like that. That's why you can have the dad podcast and be sarcastic and have that other side. Cause you know what? You freaking love your kids and they yep. know it at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's where I can write books, making fun of my relationship with my kid. Cause I also tell her I love her. Yes. Probably a million times a day. But so it's just not I, as funny. I think they're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. Because the thing I think you got to think about, and this is what I tell myself, is that it's not as funny to talk about all the times you said that I love them. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's very hard to find the humor in that. And uh, it, it is you compelling. You can edit that part out. Exactly. Yeah. I, I trust. Oh, yeah. That's, I've already marked it. <laughs> But no, I think I think it's uh, I think it's it's part of the entertainment is that we come here, we gripe, and it's the purpose of the moment of the week to to do that palate cleanse. So, uh, yeah, so that's our show. You can send me an email show at the dadpodcast dot com if you want to leave a voicemail eight seven seven two 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 eight three two three. Definitely uh, check out Jackie at facebook dot com slash jk stories. Did I get that right? No. Uh, stories by jk. Coy. Stories by jk Coy. And uh, but the description that the the actual link and everything is in the description of this episode, so you can get it there, uh, and definitely pick up the book. My mom is the worst, and if you haven't already, you could go a twofer and get her original story, "Love You to Pieces," beautiful monster, also written by J.K. Coy, A.K. Jackie. Did I do that right? Thanks a a lot, Justin. Oh, I didn't <laughs> do it right. Dang it. All right. On behalf of the fantastic uh, Jackie, who's going to enjoy date night season 52 and a good old feel good story, a wonder tonight with Mr. Ben. And then after that, that's between you two. Whatever you guys do, just make sure you don't kick into premature labor in some kind of way, shape, or form. I don't know if that's even a thing. And I also know that that's probably not a joke I should make. Uh, it's a pregnant woman. We'll leave that right there. <laughs> oh, Jackie. I, uh, you know what? Before I close this, I'm just going to apologize for everything uh, that has happened in the last hour plus. <laughs> this is Justin Warship saying, hug your kids, up your loved ones, stay frosty, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.